to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 250 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about three sources of anterior knee pain with passive knee extension. We're going to start off with an introduction to our new sponsor. We'll go over some quick stats, talk about some common causes of anterior knee pain when performing extension. We'll also talk about how to identify the source of that anterior knee pain when performing full extension. And be sure to stay tuned to the end because I have a little surprise for you. But if you don't mind holding on for a moment, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by MedBridge. Harnessing the power of technology to help you advance your career and improve patient outcomes, MedBridge delivers over 2,000 evidence-based CE courses and more than 7,000 specialized patient exercises available whenever you need them from wherever you are. MedBridge goes beyond CEUs. They're leading the space. From interactive webinars led by top industry leaders to the first-ever HEP patient mobile app, MedBridge has taken learning to the next level for over 200,000 PTs, OTs, ATs, SLPs, and nurses, and those they serve. For a limited time, use promo code OEP to receive $175 off your annual subscription. You go into clinic every day to practice at the top of your license and provide the best care to your patients. Yet, four out of five orthopedists say that note-taking is interfering with patient care. Robin is here to change that. Robin provides ambient virtual scribing that's designed exclusively for orthopedics. Its Robin Assistant device ambiently captures your visits, so you can focus on patients, and Robin Virtual Scribes can deliver more complete clinical notes and codes to your EHR. Visit robin.co slash OEP. That's robin.co slash OEP to learn more. Welcome back, everyone. 250 episodes. I really can't believe it. Um, we continue to rank number one in orthopedic podcasts uh, in regards to uh, Feedspot's top 20 orthopedic podcasts. We have over 370,000 downloads since we started. We've been going for four and a half years now uh, doing an orthopedic podcast every Tuesday morning. And now if there is a lesson to be learned here, it's that when you think you are not capable of doing something, challenge yourself. It takes a lot of work, but don't be taken down by the imposter syndrome. And I kid you not, one of these days I'm going to be doing a podcast about the imposter syndrome. And that is when you think you're not good enough and you think everybody else is so much better than you that you don't stand a chance. Um, dive in, do what you can, and uh, you know, work hard. And really, that's that's the perfect recipe for success with anything that you do. You get you surround yourself with people who support you and who want to mentor you, and you put in that elbow grease. Um, you're going to do well, and things are going to work out for you. So uh, be sure to um, keep your head up if you ever want to take on a challenge. Because I'm a you know small guy from a rural town, and uh, really one of the first people in my family to get into the medical profession. And I was just really well supported by the people around me to uh, do what I do and do it well. And uh, it's all uh, worked out uh, really well. Next thing I want to do is I want to um, thank some folks um, before we continue on our podcast today. And number one, I want to thank my family 
who fully support me um, with all of my crazy endeavors, even my son, Michael, who is the only one in our um, close-knit family who is not a physical therapist, and he is a financial advisor, and it certainly makes... Uh, you know, dinners uh, fun and interesting when uh, we all get to chatting about PT stuff, and uh, and uh, he just jumps in with uh, financial advice. So the other person I'd like to thank is David Allen from Dave Allen Graphics, who is a friend of mine, and he does all of my podcast editing. But more importantly, Dave really keeps me sane. He is a very very funny and a very relaxed person, and just really knows how to lighten things up when I get a little stressed about all of the things that I do. Thanks, Dave, for all of your help. Um, next, I want to thank our sponsors, MedBridge, an online education platform. They do an awesome job. They have tons and tons of content um, for CEUs, online courses, home exercise programs, patient education for nursing, physical therapy, occupational therapy, um, athletic training, and, and a few others. Uh, they do a great job of that. And thank you, MedBridge, for being there and supporting us. Next, I want to talk about our new sponsor, Robin Healthcare. Uh, Robin Healthcare contacted me recently and said, you know, we, we love your content. We think it's a great fit for us. Robin Healthcare is a medical scribe service designed for orthopedics. Uh, they've combined AI technology and trained medical scribes to help orthopedists spend more time with the patient and not just sit behind a computer screen. It's increased the turnaround time in regards to uh, paperwork, and uh, you know that connects all of their notes to their EMR. Really makes uh, life a lot better for them. So be sure to check out the uh, Robin Healthcare website. The links are going to be in the show notes, and uh, just uh, see what Robin can do to help make your life a little bit easier. So thank you, Robin Healthcare, for supporting uh, OEP. Thanks. Last but not least. I want to thank all of you, my listeners, because if it wasn't for you, um, I wouldn't want to continue doing what I'm doing. All the comments, the ratings, the reviews, all the questions you send me and the comments are just uh, invaluable, and it continues to drive me forward and do what I love to do. So thank you so much to everybody who's been there and, and listening, and uh, for those of you who have listened to every one of my episodes, um, a huge thanks uh, to all of you. Now, on with today's topic. There are so many sources of anterior knee pain, and for those of you who've listened to a lot of my podcasts, I talk about a lot of these individual causes of anterior knee pain. But today, I wanted to you know, talk a little bit about what causes anterior knee pain when you fully extend the knee, okay? So different from patellofemoral chondromalacia and prepatellar bursitis and Osgood slaughters and patella tendonitis and tendinopathy, lateral patella compression syndrome, I mean, it goes on and on and on. These sources of anterior knee pain while you're pushing the knee into full extension is just a little bit different. And I wanted to tell you what some of those are and how we determine the difference between one and the other. So first of all, I'd just like to talk about what happens when we extend the knee passively. So typically put one hand below the patella, one hand above the patella, so one on the femur distally and one on the proximal tibia, and you're pushing down into extension. So you're stretching that posterior capsule, the hamstrings, the popliteus, and anything else that helps to flex the knee. You know, upper calf muscle also helps to flex the knee. So anything that flexes the knee gets stretched when you're pushing that knee into extension. The ACL becomes taut. Um, the patella floats a little bit more because you're taking it out of that femoral groove. And so therefore, you'll notice that patella is really going to move back and forth nicely. 
the anterior tibial ridge and femoral head are going to start to pinch together, especially when you get to that full extension and maybe even go into hyperextension. Um, and then now you're into full extension, okay? So let's talk about one of the causes of anterior knee pain when you are pushing into extension and the patient says it hurts right in the front or they point to either side of the um, patella tendon. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is going to be the anterior meniscal tear. Okay, so the anterior horn of the lateral or medial, or it could be both. Um, think about what happens here. As we extend the knee, that femur and tibia come together. If you have a tear in that anterior horn of the meniscus, you're going to get kind of a pinching type of sensation. It's quite uncomfortable. Usually, there is some sort of a mechanism to cause this. So there was a twist or maybe a hyperflexion or hyperextension. There was a pop. Typically, an effusion in the knee it starts to swell. And then they might also have some tenderness in the joint line, especially that anterior medial or anterior lateral joint line. The joint line may be a little fuller than the other side. Um, and then look at the age here. I mean, if somebody twists their knee and they're 75 years old, it's likely they've flared up some arthritis in the knee. But, you know, if you're 30 to 50 years old, let's say, and there's a twisting mechanism and a pop, there's discomfort when you fully extend them. Um, it it's, could be likely that it's a some sort of an anterior horn meniscus tear, okay? So if you flex the knee all the way, that really compresses that posterior horn more, but full extension will get that anterior horn a little bit more. Then with that being said, you know, because usually that's part of the beginning of the evaluation. I like to see what they do actively for range of motion, and then I'll put that little passive overpressure, and I'm gentle with that. Um, and if, if it positive with that gentle overpressure, then I'm going to get into my McMurray's testing and Apley's and um, all the other things that I would do, like a modified uh, meniscal grind test, like I will add a video for uh, at the end of uh, today's show. So that would be your anterior meniscus horn, and that's what that would present like. Number two, a slight cyclops lesion. So let's say somebody comes in there, um, you know, anywhere. I mean, we've seen some eight-year-olds with this. Um, but, uh, you know, somebody comes in, they've had an ACL reconstruction. Maybe they're a month to two months, maybe three months out. They still have that flexed knee posture. You're working really diligently on optimizing that extension right from the beginning. But it always pops into flexion. They come in with this typical flexed knee posture. There may be a little bit of effusion, but not necessarily with this. Um, basically, what's happening is you're developing some scar tissue after having had an ACL reconstruction around the distal portion of the uh, ACL. Sometimes that, uh, that femoral notch will get full of scar tissue, and it just does not allow the ACL to get into a proper position to allow that full extension. And so you press down on the knee and it bounces right back up. Uh, and, uh, you know, and when you push down, you ask the patient, where do you feel this? If they say it's in the back of the knee, then that's a posterior capsular tightness issue. It could just be swelling because swelling can um, push back into the uh, popliteal space and uh, fill the bursa back, uh, fill the assist back there and cause some discomfort. But if you push down on them, they say it hurts right in the front and that's consistent. Every time you see them after they've had that ACL reconstruction, you need to be thinking of a cyclops lesion. So you may push that and push that and push that till you're blue in the face. 
and it may never come back unless there is some surgical intervention, you know, to get in there, clean out that scar tissue. And we've seen this uh, in the past. And people respond really well after that. They come out of it with great extension. You maintain that extension. Then you can start working on optimizing the quad and getting function back on track with that patient. So that is a presentation of a cyclops lesion when they have anterior knee pain with passive extension of the knee. The other thing that I want to talk about, number three, would be your Hoffa fat pad impingement. Now, the infrapatella fat pad um, can get impinged between the patella and the femur, okay? And if this fat pad becomes inflamed or e irritated, you know, a kick to the front of the knee, or maybe you fall directly on the knee, that becomes swollen. Um, and then you'll have this direct pain um, in the anterior part of the knee just inferior to the patella and occasionally on either side of the patella tendon. They will describe this as, you know, kind of a pain underneath the kneecap. Uh, again, we don't have great um, pain receptors retropatellarly, but there are a lot of pain receptors in the uh, fat pad. And it's a uh, really a, a place that will cause a lot of irritation and pain. And you'll see a little bit of swelling on each side of the uh, patella tendon, probably a little bit more than the other side. So the way you test for this is you basically take your thumb and index finger, put it on each side of the patella tendon, and you extend the knee and put a little bit of overpressure on those fat pads, and it'll be very sharp and distinct. So what you do is you kind of just, you can just extend the knee first. It's generally not that bad. But if you put your thumb and index finger on each side of the patella tendon on the fat pad and you give a little overpressure there, that will be very, very sharp and very uncomfortable and uh, a good indicator that they may have a Hoffa fat pad impingement. Um, these generally are managed well with rest and avoidance of hyperextension type activities little anti-inflammatory, non-steroidals. Um, sometimes these are injected. And uh, as a last resort, sometimes these are either uh, partially removed or completely removed to, um, you know, get that painfully inflamed fat pad uh, out from be, uh, between the uh, patella and the femur and give it some rest and everything starts to come around. But that will also be quite uncomfortable when you fully extend them and especially when you put your thumb and index finger on there to push down. So, um, Today's episode was really more about how to differentiate between the three sources of anterior knee pain with knee extension. Now, I'll add a few uh, videos to today's podcast. Uh, they'll be linked in the show notes. Just click on that, take a look at those, uh, and um, you'll see what these presentations look like. I also have uh, episode uh, eight which uh, we discussed meniscus tears in episode 201, where I uh, talk about cyclops lesions and uh, how we manage them and whatnot. So be sure to uh, check that all out. So at the beginning of the show, I told you to stay till the end just for a little surprise. And what I want to do, because this is our 250th episode, I would like you uh, to join in, send me an email, type in there episode 250, Throw in there a question that you'd like to have uh, on the show sometime. And what I will do is I will collect these over the next two weeks and do a little raffle. And whoever wins uh, this raffle will get a one-hour free online coaching with me, a value of $60. And um, we can talk about anything from orthopedic diagnoses to uh, you know evaluations, treatment, 
We hope you've enjoyed path, the show. Maybe for some more uh, awesome whatever content, you want to talk about, go to we'll evilpal.com. We'll give a full hour of Can't my attention to, you, to you one-on-one. If you send me an email and in there write episode 250 and a question that I can put up on a future episode. So I hope you all enjoyed today's 250th episode of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. If you have any questions, please send them to me. And uh, thank you again, all of you, for watching, for listening, and uh, for uh, participating in everything that Ortho Eval Pal has to offer. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.